Hello! Welcome to the Negative Positive Podcast, episode number 23. It's Sunday, and I'm going to bring a second episode to you here in the Gutterman Cave. I am Mike Gutterman, and I am your host for this fine, fine podcast. If I'm, if I want to be, if I want to sound arrogant, uh, <laughs> which I'm not. Anyway, just glad you're listening, or hope you're listening. Uh, I want to talk today about pro cameras, professional cameras, because I think it's something that gets a little bit overblown a little bit, and I think there's a part of us that when you're passionate about this hobby and this, uh, or you're passionate about your photography and your art form, at some point you're like, man, I need to stop messing around with all these amateur cameras, I need a professional camera. And I think it's, um, and if you look at eBay sales for like uh, film cameras, if it's one of the pro models, they go for a lot more because we all want the pro model. It's more rugged, it's got more features or whatever, but it's, you know, it's it's professional. And we all want to be professionals, don't we? We don't want to be an amateur. No one wants to be an amateur photographer. I just think it's an odd little thing that's going on uh, with that particular mindset in a, in a sense. Uh, the main reason is uh, I have, I'm a Pentax guy and really in the Pentax system, the only 35 millimeter cameras that Pentax made that was actually kind of maybe considered actually sold or aimed at the professional market. Uh, the first one was probably the Pentax MX which uh, was my was probably my favorite camera, but but it was definitely kind of aimed at the as a professional system camera, and then the uh, after that they came out with the LX, and it is definitely Pentax's attempt to uh, you know penetrate the pro market, um, and you know this is this was their stab at it, and uh, it kind of. And the prices for them are kind of outrageous for, you know, a camera that's actually probably less reliable than a lot of the older uh, other Pentaxes because it was more sophisticated. And they're, you know, these cameras are 20, 30 years old now. And some of those features didn't, that was on this Pro LX Pentax camera, didn't really stand the test of time. Uh, as well as like a more basic, uh, like say K1000. I mean, you know, I find K1000s all the time that work perfectly and all, you know, all manual camera made out of metal, not plastic. And, you know, how's a K1000 not a professional camera? Because maybe it doesn't have the features, it didn't have, you know, all these system things like pro cameras had, like interchangeable, uh, you know, viewfinder glass and all the mirrors and all that are not mirrors but like the viewfinder screens interchangeable screens and motor drives and all that but does any of us really use any of that stuff like I don't know I just think it's it's weird that 
there is kind of a stigma with, and I'm, I'm guilty of it, of wanting a pro camera, you know. And I dreamed of an LX for, a Pentax LX for years. And when I finally got one, I was like, you know, it's great. It's a really precision made camera and it's like the pinnacle of my Pentax dreams. But, it, you know, I had it for a couple months and then I sold it because I realized it was just as reliable, if not more reliable, Pentax cameras that were not necessarily professional, but definitely had a lot less maintenance issues than the professional LX did. And actually, my that's why I haven't, I actually sold the LX to just uh, get up an MX, which is a mechanical uh LX, uh, a mechanical Pentax camera that was actually aimed at the pro market before the LX came out. So I'm only speaking uh, of this from my standpoint of being a Pentax guy. I don't know much about Canon or Nikon because I've never really been into those systems. But if you're a Canon or Nikon shooter or Olympus or whatever, I'm sure there's pro models out there that have maybe caught your eye and made you want one. I need the pro model. But as far as like Pentax goes, with my experience, like I've bought K1000s, which is was at the time, through its lifetime, was the amateur student camera, the the bottom of the barrel Pentax mechanical camera that they sold. They sold them for a long time, but and they always work. And I've never had one that didn't work. And even if one didn't work, you know, you can send it in to get a CLA, which is clean, lubricate and adjust. Uh, for you know 100 150 bucks somewhere around that range and and you have a camera that will work another 30 40 years without any problems and what's more rugged than that so the rugged issue i think is not even valid when it comes to these film pro cameras versus uh the better you know film amateur cameras such as you know mechanical metal bodied cameras or whatever the uh, Pentax actually, after the MX and the LX, which was their only stabs at making a pro 35 millimeter camera, they just kind of, I think, gave up that market after a while and decided that their medium format cameras was going to be their pro cameras, that pros were typically more likely to shoot medium format, so they concentrated on that market as their pro line with their 645 and Pentax uh, 67, 6x7. But think about digital SLRs that are out now. The pro digital SLRs. The, the plastic imaging computers. Uh, are any of those going to be working in 10, 20, 30, maybe even 40 years? These are pro cameras, right? Rugged. Built for the pro. Um, I don't think they're going to be working. But the lowly student amateur base model Pentax K1000 just keeps chugging along. So I think there's something some something to be to think about when you start eyeing the pro models of whatever your favorite manufacturer is. Now, if you get a good deal on one, by all means, do it. I mean, there, I mean, I'm, there's definitely some value in it. I mean, I'm sure the, there's some parts that are more robust and 
you know, and if you like all the doodads and whirly gigs and doohickeys you can add to your camera system, uh, I think that's the, that's the, the, I guess the lure of a pro camera is there's a lot of add-ons and stuff you can change out. It's more of a modular system, I guess. But I've never really found where any of those things or anything that I would really use. So I've just kind of decided I'm going to stop paying premiums or even desiring to step up to the professional Pentax or whatever your camera brand is. It's just not for me. I mean, I do have an MX, which Pentax kind of tried to sell as, an, as a pro camera before they brought out the LX. But it's just a basic, you know glorified k1000 it's a mechanical camera can run off the only the batteries only power the light meter it's probably my favorite camera but it's uh you know some people would even debate whether it's pro or not you know what doesn't bother me it's a great camera and it keeps working and they're robust as all get out and i don't have a problem with using an amateur camera I guess what I'm really trying to say is like any of these old metal bodied mechanical SLRs from the 70s, 80s, they're, pro they're all going to be last longer than the newest, or they already have lasted longer than what the newest professional digital SLR plastic imaging computer is going to last. So. I just don't think that the whole what was considered pro nowadays and what was considered pro back then kind of two different things and uh, now granted you know there's a lot of cheap plastic film SLRs out there as well and they get a lot of hate too and honestly I don't even know if I'm I don't even know if you have to like put a whole lot of thought into that too well this this is this is made out of plastic well this is this got to be this got to be garbage uh i have two plastic slrs uh one was a pentax sf1n from probably the uh early to mid 80s works like a champ and actually feels as robust as a lot of my metal bodied old school uh film cameras uh, it's actually kind of a tank, very rugged. And then I have a Pentax PZ-1P from probably late 80s, early 90s range, I guess is when those were kind of out. Maybe all the way into the almost late 90s when they made those, I guess. And it is uh, kind of considered a serious amateur or semi-pro camera. And these labels are just ridiculous. <laughs> the, it's it's an extremely robust camera still works perfectly and that plastic body doesn't look like it's taken any knocks that would make me worry uh where i feel like man i just wish this body was metal i mean i'm not that i'm not going on any um rainforest expeditions anytime soon so i think walking around my town or taking portraits or Whatever I'm going to do, I think these all my cameras are going to be perfectly fine for that, despite their rating as amateur or pro or metal or plastic or whatever. These are just light, tight boxes, people. And uh, you know, you can make a great photo with uh, with any 
any camera, no matter how cheap. Look at uh, the toy cameras. Now, granted, they have their own look to them, but some of my favorite photos was taken out of a plastic box with a plastic lens. So I think we can get caught up in gear snobbery and all that, and I'm guilty of it. I'm not innocent, but it's just a realization I've had recently. And, you know, I've seen some, uh, you know, I'm, I always talk about being a musician and musicians are uh, gear freaks as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of screwed both ways, being a musician and a photographer. There's just way too much gear. So I'm always going to be perpetually broke. But, uh, but the, you know, I see, I, I've seen a ton of great bands and great musicians playing really cheap run-of-the-mill instruments doesn't affect their art whatsoever now they could be using the highest quality hand built boutique guitar or whatever but it's not really gonna you know the audience isn't gonna notice and the audience that looks at your photographs is not gonna know whether you took that photo on an amateur camera or a professional camera how do you all feel about this issue have you been suckered into the pro thing versus amateur thing, blah, blah, blah? I'm just kind of glad I'm, I wised up on it a little bit. And uh, I don't know. How do you all feel about it? I think that's the end of this episode of the Negative Positive Podcast. You can see my photography on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography, on Instagram at Gutterman Photo. And you can email me at guttermanphoto at gmail.com. All right. Stay positive. Shoot whatever daggone camera you've got. Take some cool film photos. I'll see you soon. Thanks.